Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 428 of the My 123Cents podcast. I am your host, Kevin Huntsperger. And, uh, you know, I find myself, as, as we have titled this one, Rumble Ramblings, uh, was not my intent to do, a, you know, because I don't really do a whole lot of current modern day stuff here on the podcast. Um, however, this past week has been another one of those that uh, I just chalk it up to, I don't know, 2023, again, we're almost through the first month of the new year and it's just been kind of weird. Um, can't really put my finger on it, but uh, I I had every intention of having Vinnie Barry on this week. Uh, he is the author of uh, Lance by Chance. He wrote that with Lance Von Erich. He was on the podcast uh, promoting that book a couple of years ago. Last year, he talked about Wrestleville Volume 1, the uh, pro wrestling vault, and now Wrestle, uh, Wrestleville Volume 2. Uh, is out, and uh, he sent me a copy of it probably right before Christmas, right before the holiday season. Uh, I have a, had a chance. I have had a chance to look at it and go through a lot of great pictures and stuff. And and hopefully, Vinny will be my guest next week. Uh, this past week, uh, we were supposed to do the interview on Thursday. I came home from work to a refrigerator that was dying, so had to quickly get. Food moved into our backup fridge, and the process of getting everything cleaned up and everything. And long story short, is I had to to push the interview back, and and unfortunately, then my daughter had cheer uh, all weekend again, and uh, just did not have the time to get it rescheduled for this week to drop on Monday. Uh, but hopefully, episode four twenty nine next week, uh, Vinnie Barry will be my guest, and uh, we can talk more about Russellville the Pro Wrestling Vault, uh, Volume 2. And uh, I look forward to that conversation and, again, appreciate Barry for his patience and for sending me uh, another copy of uh, this book. Um, You know, I I had done last week's episode uh, and talked, uh, you know, my friend Brian and I were looking back on Thunder from from 1998, the WCW event, Uh, and I was asking folks to to leave a review. It's part of my one, two, three cents month, and I, you know just did not, uh, I 
didn't get any response really. Uh, no reviews. I, I know some people left some reviews on the Facebook post that I made, but I was really hoping that people would go and and leave a review on the app. And I, I still encourage people to leave a review on whatever app you're listening to the podcast on. Um, you know, you hear other podcasters talk about the importance of reviews, and it does it does help with the algorithm and and all that good stuff. And you know, really. Uh, other than kind of spreading the word here on the podcast, I'm not sure how else to get people to go out there and leave those reviews. Again, good, bad, or indifferent. And, uh, you know, I, I do look forward to hearing back from folks and, and seeing what's on their mind when it comes to this podcast. Um, we do have Stride Pro Wrestling coming up this upcoming weekend, February 4th, in Marion, Illinois, at the Legacy Fitness in Marion by the Walmart Supercenter. It's the former Gold's Gym. And anticipating a large crowd again. And I'm looking forward to that. Then on the 18th, we are back at the Sioux Drive Center in Marion as well. And then March 4th at the Sioux Drive Center again for Stridiversary. And this is really, uh, you know, as, as we get into the rumble here in just a few minutes, talking about the build and the anticipation toward WrestleMania, that's that's kind of the vibe of Stridiversary as well. Uh, it will be the seven-year anniversary of Stride Pro Wrestling, an organization, again, that I am eternally grateful to Heath Hatton for inviting me to be a part of, um, but also all of the uh, men and women competitors who are in there week in and week out, or month in and month out with Stride specifically, uh, you know, entertaining the fans and then the fans of course who come out and support as well so uh, i appreciate that if you uh, want to keep up with stride of course check out stride pro wrestling on facebook instagram uh, twitter and youtube excuse me uh the youtube channel usually you'll find our shows uh within uh probably three or four days of said show so of course again coming up on february 4th we're back at it and hopefully I can get it edited over the weekend next week and uh, get that posted by Monday or Tuesday uh, of the week. It just depends on how crazy life is or isn't next week. But uh, I do encourage you again, if you're in the area to come check it out. If you've never been to a stride show, come check it out. Uh, You will be entertained. Uh, There's a lot of big things happening with stride again, as we count down towards stride anniversary. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that. Uh, once again, uh, rumble ramblings. Well, I decided, you know, this isn't really an official wrestling under the influence, but I am going to have a beverage while I do this. Uh, this is trim trab brewing is the name of the brewery. Uh, it's their beach club collection. This is called natural habitat. It is a fruited sour ale with strawberry and key lime, and it's 16 ounces of good vibes. It says a bonus. This Beer comes with surround sound. Scan the can and enjoy a playlist curated to enhance the moment. Well, now I'm intrigued, and I'm going to try to do this. Hopefully, hopefully I can do this without stopping the recording. I didn't realize I didn't spin this can all the way around. I didn't know that there was a QR code on it, but that's I find that intriguing. Now I now I want to see what's up. Let's see here. Okay, it's got the Natural Habitat uh, playlist, if you will. And now i got to grab my glasses. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's Wishery by Pogo. 
Gimme 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 by ABBA, Feeling All Right, Brunch at the Bodega, Home, Sympathetic, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate, Sunny by Bobby Hebb. So it's more a daydream by the Love and Spoonful. Lots of songs here. It's a list of 18 songs. Very interesting. It opens up to Spotify, by the way. That's where it took me to. Um, so cool. Very cool on them. I've never seen a can of beer that, that provides that. Uh, and the can is really awesome as well. I, I am a big fan of can art uh, for be- uh, beers. And I, a shout out to my friends Scott and Melissa who actually picked this one up for me. I'll go ahead and pour it. They were on a trip to Alabama recently and stopped and picked this up. Uh, I don't know if this one's in Birmingham, but it's, again, called Trim Trap. Yeah, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, 7.2% alcohol by volume. It pours very nicely. Fruited sour. I love fruited sour, so I am anticipating this is going to be a good one. And I picked it, you know, Natural Habitat, because we are talking about wrestling in the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I, I think the ring is a natural habitat for a lot of the competitors that we saw uh, over the weekend competing in the Rumble. So that's where I'm tying it in uh, with that. Not any one specific wrestler or performer. Hold on one second here. It's very good. Again, I'm probably not going to ever say no. I'm probably never going to turn down a an opportunity for a fruited sour. Uh, and again, this one is strawberry and key lime. It's really good comes together very nicely. Now, if you're not into fruit or sour beers, you're not going to like this. But for me, it's on the money. Um, definitely would give it a three count. Uh, and I love, like I said, the can art and the creativity of putting that playlist on there that kind of fits in with the beer. Very cool. It's uh, very clever. And again, never have I seen such a, uh, a thing as this. But as we talk about the Royal Rumble, and I actually posted... A video I'm, I'm trying to build back up over on uh, youtube.com slash my123cents. And I posted last week uh, a video um, about the Royal Rumble, a, a fun fact, if you will, about the Royal Rumble. And uh, I, I encourage you, if you haven't already, go check it out. We always talk about Hacksaw Jim Duggan being the first Royal Rumble winner. Well, that is not the case, technically. So go check out the YouTube channel and see exactly what I'm talking about. I also made a reel of it and put it out on the My123Cents Instagram page. So at My123Cents, you can check that out as well. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I I do these videos. It's called Give Me a Minute. And, you know, I usually take a minute or less to make my point. And I'm sure some of you wish that the podcast was that way. But it is not this week uh, as, uh, again, we are enjoying... uh, a beer, catching up from a long week, a busy week, a busy weekend, winding down. It's Sunday night. Uh, this podcast drops in just a few hours as uh, reflect back on the Royal Rumble and look ahead. You know, I, I'm on TikTok and uh, it's at Kevin underscore Huntsberger if you are interested in, in joining along and, and being a part. Um, you know, I, I try to do a lot of wrestling related TikToks. I'm, I'm looking at other ways and other content to put out there on TikTok. But, um, you know, I, a lot of what I follow, my algorithm leads me to other wrestling content creators. Um, 
you know, and and they all make have had some points and and have said their piece uh, about the rumble. And I I haven't really gone on TikTok to say anything about the rumble, but um, I will say that I enjoyed and I was looking more forward to this year's rumble than I was last year's. And last year's was actually in St. Louis, which was or is where I grew up, my hometown. Um, and it was 11 years ago, as I'm recording this on Sunday night on January 29th, uh, that I attended the Royal Rumble in St. Louis with my son, who was, gosh, I think 11 at the time, maybe 10. Um, yeah, he was 10. And it was uh, the 2012 Royal Rumble that Seamus won. Um, and last year, I, I, I opted to not go. Um to last year's rumble in St. Louis. I think, again, life, craziness, whatever was going on. I think we had something going on. It might've been a, I don't remember exactly what, but anyway, I I decided to not go uh, to the rumble. And I don't regret that decision because uh, I enjoy watching the rumble on TV better. I think I feel like it's a better experience than being there in person Maybe I'm wrong. I, I have been to a Rumble. I still would love to go to a Survivor Series and to a SummerSlam so I can say that I've been to the Big Four. I've been to many WrestleManias. In fact, Chad and I, and we'll be talking more about this in the weeks to come, are headed to WrestleMania in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, uh, along with uh, many superstars of the WWE. And, uh, and I'm excited. Uh, this time of year, even though I don't watch week in and week out on uh, USA or Fox or, um, you know, keeping up with the product, uh, on a weekly basis, watching it, I do, you know, keep up with everything on social media and, and watch along and, and, uh, continue to be a fan. It's just, I'm not watching the shows every week. Um, I thought the rumble was really good. I feel like the storytelling, uh, this year has been particularly good with the bloodline. I think we talked a little bit about that. Oh, maybe we didn't. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it on oh a blog. Yeah, I wrote a blog last week. I, I got back to blogging after uh, many months of a hiatus. But uh, just talking about the bloodline and and the nostalgia of of the rest of Raw. But yeah, there is a blog out on my one two three cents dot com. But you know, really. When it comes to storylines, um, I've, I got to say the bloodline storyline to me has been probably the best, most intriguing story WWE has told in a long time. And I, I'm going back and I'm thinking back to, um, 2014 with the whole yes movement with Daniel Bryan, um, I don't think I've been as invested or as captivated with a story, uh, since then. Um, and you know, I, I saw some fans saying that this has been the best storyline since the mega powers and the, the implosion that happened there. Now, if you haven't watched the rumble yet, then, then you may want to skip this podcast, but I think by now most of us have seen or know what's going on with it. Um, and, and it's been to me, the whole storytelling process with the bloodline has been interesting because not only do you have the intrigue of Roman being, you know, both the uh, Universal and WWE champions, but then also the intrigue of the Rumble, who's going to win that and challenge Roman, presumably, it'll still be Roman by the time we get to WrestleMania, and then 
now this uh, added wrinkle of Sami Zayn being um, uh, excommunicated, if you will. He, he kind of took himself out of it after whacking Roman with the chair. I was not... I wasn't exactly sure how that was going to play out, but I anticipated, I think many fans had anticipated or expected there to be some kind of turning point for Sammy, whether it was to help Kevin Owens uh, win the championship, which I didn't think was going to happen, or was it going to be where he makes the save, which is what he ended up doing. Uh, I found it very interesting, too. I want to mention uh, Hunter Woodworth, stride super fan you know every month or every pay-per-view it's not just every month it's every few weeks seemingly now with between the wwe's premium live events and and aew's pay-per-view events uh hunter puts together a poll to see you know predictions and whatnot and last year i'm proud to say i think it was last year it might have been two years ago uh, i got a perfect score on the royal rumble and this year, not only did I get a perfect score, I got an extra bonus point because I predicted the return of Edge. I think I should get another bonus point, Hunter, hint, hint, because Beth Phoenix also returned, technically not in the ring, but she was there, um, and I included her in my predictions as well. But I'm saying all that to say that I really do love the Royal Rumble, and even though this year, I, I think... But, you know, back to the to the storyline with with Roman Reigns. I at one point I was waiting for either The Rock or Stone Cold St- Steve Austin's music to hit when they were, um, you know, beating up Kevin Owens so bad. To me, bringing Austin out kind of would have made sense because one, they're talking about him training. He wasn't at Raw, is 30, so I thought, well, maybe they're saving him for the Rumble where it's a bigger pop. He comes out and saves Owens and and says, you know, that he gained respect for him after uh, uh, everything that happened at at WrestleMania last year. And then you could set up a six-man tag between the Usos and uh, Solo uh, against Austin, Owens, and Sami Zayn. That's where I kind of for a minute thought, we were going to go with it. And then, of course, you know, the speculation of, of The Rock. And it really, uh, you know, to me, you couldn't have Austin and The Rock and Cody Rhodes all returning to the Rumble match itself, which a lot of folks, I think, had speculated or talked about or thought uh, was going to be going down. And I, I just, I don't think that that idea would have worked because, you know, you're bringing back to, you know, one Hall of Famer, one who's destined to be in the Hall of Fame and, uh, and, and Cody, who is, you know, today's it guy, if you will, uh, I bringing the, all three of those back into the fold to me would have been too much to do. It would have been too hard. And, and I think fans would have been way split. And, and I think it was good that they didn't have Sami Zayn in the Royal Rumble because I almost feel like you would have had that Daniel Bryan after effect from 2014 when he wasn't in the Rumble and everybody expected that he was going to win. And eventually he did go on. And I think that that's one time where the WWE truly listened to the fans and, and went into a, a different direction than what they were originally planning to do. So I think from that perspective, it it all worked out not having Sammy in the Rumble because 
I think there was a contingency of fans who thought Cody was going to win or wanted Cody to win. There were some out there that thought that either Austin or The Rock was going to enter the Rumble and win. And then you had the contingency that thought that Sami Zayn was going to win. I, I think the people who were thinking The Rock... Maybe a little overzealous, uh, you know, I, and, and again, I don't know if they're throwing swerves out there, but Nick Khan has said that Rock is not going to be ready or not available for WrestleMania. Again, that could still be a swerve, but I was not expecting The Rock at all. Um, I know that even some folks saw pictures of, of The Rock's mother, Leah Maivia, in the crowd, and that led to speculation that The Rock was going to be there, but you look at it, I mean... All of the bloodline, sans Sami Zayn, of course, and the returning uh, Nia Jax, we'll talk about that later, uh, you know, she was there supporting family. I, I didn't think for a second. I thought that there was maybe a shredded possibility that uh, Ava Rain, who of course is, is Rock's daughter, uh, and Leah Maivia's granddaughter, I thought that she may have been put into the women's rumble match just for a quick, uh, showing, but, uh, that was not meant to be either. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't put too much speculation into the rock being there. Like I said, I thought at the end, the, li- the better likelihood was that, that we were going to see Austin come out there and save Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from the attack. But I I think it's very interesting and and intriguing now that uh, Jey Uso, his situation, I loved what they did on Monday night with with him. Um, And just, uh, again, great storytelling. I I think it's, it's, I I wish that we could have stretched it longer or gotten more, you know, because I hate seeing something so entertaining come to an end and wondering how now once we get to WrestleMania, because I'm assuming WrestleMania is going to gonna be the blow-off for everything. Um, and so let's get to to all that and, and the speculation on my end and, and probably what some fans are, are thinking. You know, it's, it's interesting to see because I at one point I thought maybe we would do Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens against the Usos for the tag team titles. And then Cody, of course, against uh, Roman for the, uh, the Universal and, and WWE Championships. Then there's speculation that that Roman will lose one of the belts before WrestleMania. I I don't know. I would almost rather see him go in with both belts to WrestleMania and do defend them both in one night against Cody. But then you've got to think that I'm speculating again here that the February pay per view, and I'm not sure what if it's eliminate. I think Elimination Chamber's in the fall now. Whatever that bridge pay per view from. The Rumble to WrestleMania is. I almost anticipate that that Sammy and Roman wrestle at that one. Roman wins. It's it, that's what I like about this because it is too hard to predict because there's all these players being moved around. You know, with the Usos and 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 Solo and and Paul Heyman and and Roman and it, it's good stuff and I, I enjoy it and, and I look forward to seeing what happens next. And I don't want to know. I don't want to be that uh, snarky, speculative fan. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy the ride and be surprised with whatever the outcome ends up being uh, for that. I also think that, um, you know, the Rumble itself, the Royal Rumble, I was a little disappointed that it was the opening match only because I was at a basketball game and 
I, I was that guy in the audience. I had an earbud in. I had the rumble pulled up, the Peacock network pulled up on my phone, was playing it, watching it, listening. But inside a school gym, you know, the the, the reception was kind of crappy at times and, and I lost it a, a few times, but I was able to, to finally get connected and, and stay on through the duration. And, and then, of course, got home and, and was able to watch it without any interruption until a friend of ours called. Uh, and luckily... The call came in right at the end of the women's rumble match and right before the uh, the championship match. And it, it actually, I missed the concert. So I don't have any clue what happened with the concert. Because when I got off the phone and opened up the app back up, because on Peacock it automatically takes you back live to wherever the show is, uh, Kevin Owens was just coming out to the ring. And I'm like, what in the world? Because I was on the phone for like 15 minutes. So I, I thought I'd missed most of the match. So luckily I hadn't. Anyway, uh, you know, the men's match, for the most part, I think, like I said, I had picked Cody to win the Rumble. Uh, I, I think that announcing him and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I almost wonder would it have been a better surprise if Cody would have just entered without being previously mentioned. But I think they're doing a great job building him up and building up this story. And I know not everyone is excited for Cody to be in this position. Um Chad and I talked about it, and, and, and we'll probably talk about it as we get closer to WrestleMania here on the podcast. But, you know, at, at, at this point, he tells me that he thinks it's uh, too soon for Cody, and, and he wants to see what happens. Uh, I would be interested to see how the fans would be with Cody had he not been injured. You know, he was only around for, what, three months maybe before he suffered that pectoral injury. And so it would be interesting to see how fans would be treating him had he been here the whole time, you know, nine months or 10 months since debuting at WrestleMania last year. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I like the story, the family ties that it, it's, everything's there. It's, it's a, it's a great, uh, it, you know, it, it'll be one of those great WrestleMania moments. I think if Cody uh, is able to pull this off and, and win, uh, in memory and in honor of his father. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to how this story plays out. And I think that if the storytelling uh, continues the way it has been, WWE knows exactly what they're going to do with this. And, and hopefully it's something that us fans will uh, enjoy. Gunther or Gunther um, was not expecting him to be number one and, and still in there all the way to the end. It was, uh, uh, as I believe... Um, Michael Cole said during during the course of the broadcast, he believes that this was the first time that number one and number 30 were the last remaining uh, uh, men in the Royal Rumble, and I, I believe that is also true. Uh, but what a great uh, show of faith and show of confidence in Gunther, I think, by WWE is having him in there. Now, I've not been a big fan of his. I, I, I don't know enough. I haven't watched enough. I, I mean, I've seen him on NXT. I know that he's uh, a, seemingly a very tough individual. Um, to me, the character, though, it, it just hasn't resonated, and I have not been, uh, you know, fully invested in him. But I think that it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him uh, moving forward because, you know, it's not just the guy or the the woman who wins the Royal Rumble. It's there are other breakout stars 
from that event. And I think that he's definitely one of those. Um, unfortunately, Kofi Kingston, I think the spot where he was supposed to be saved. And again, I was in, in that gym and I was losing my signal every once in a while. So I didn't exactly see what happened with the spot, but it does look like uh, something may have gone wrong. Uh, I don't think he was supposed to be eliminated when he was, but, uh, uh, you know, hopefully he's okay too, because there, there was some speculation that he hit his head on, uh, on the table out there at ringside as well. So, uh, hopefully he's okay and, and, and everything's fine with that. But, you know, really outside of Cody, um, I didn't feel like there were many choices as to who else could win the rumble. And, uh, but I wasn't disappointed. You know, I, I, I thought I had thought Cody was going to win months ago before they even confirmed that he was coming back. So I'm not disappointed in any way. Uh, last year though, admittedly, I was disappointed with Brock Lesnar winning. I thought that they had gone to the well way too many times with, with Brock and Roman. Um, and so I wasn't looking forward to that, uh, that, to that match happening once again, although I will say, I think their SummerSlam match was pretty damn good. Um, this, this past year, uh, but I am excited to see what Cody and Roman will do, and I'm excited, you know, I'm excited uh, for the other opportunities that, that other participants in the Rumble got. Edge, we saw him come back. Uh, I'm always happy to see Edge in the ring, so uh, it, it, the, the storytelling with, with Dominic and, and Rey Mysterio, that continues. Uh, I think we got some seeds planted with Jake Paul and Seth Rollins for WrestleMania, perhaps. Um you know, Bobby Lashley and, and Brock Lesnar, will they continue on through WrestleMania? Will Gunther be the one that goes against Brock Lesnar? Cause there were some seeds planted there as well. That's, that's the beauty of the rumble. You know, all these seeds get planted and then where we go with them, uh, is, is kind of uh, a mystery sometimes. So it'll be good to see what happens. Logan Paul, I thought had a, a great showing ricochet. Those are some of the, the folks that kind of come to mind immediately that, that I think, uh, had good performances, good showings, um, and that were, you know, great parts uh, of the Royal Rumble and, and, and made it, uh, a great event, you know, uh, again, Seamus going in at number two and, and he stayed in there a very long time as well. Uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, past winners getting in there. Um, but really, you know, I, I think the smart money was always going to be on Cody Rhodes and that, you know, and I'm going to kind of jump around and I am going to go to the women's rumble match next because really the Royal Rumble is about two matches, uh, this year the throwing that third one with the championship match. But, uh, you know, I, I thought the women did an amazing job too. And, and I don't know the, the strategy behind starting with the men versus starting with the women. I don't know if it was because of the, 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 if there was backlash from the Bellas and, and their tweets and videos from earlier in the week, criticizing WWE for, for what happened at raw. Um, or if it was always the plan to have the women go on after the men. Um, I, I think that the women's match was less predictable, although I did pick Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley to win the women's match. Uh, she, again, she did an amazing performance going in there as number one, uh, and even Liv Morgan being in there at number two and, and going down to being the last person eliminated. I, I, I enjoyed that. I, and again, I, another vote of confidence and it's that, that support that these other stars get and other stars are made and, and whatnot, uh, through the process of it all. 
And, uh, you know, I, you have a handful of, of women that you thought, okay, they're going to make it and it's going to be, you know, uh, Becky Lynch or Bailey. Um, you know, but my money was always on Rhea Ripley for whatever reason. I think that, you know, when she wrestled, uh, Charlotte a few years ago, I feel like she kind of got a bad rap, uh, early on in her run. Uh, but I think that she's finally heated up again and, and she really has grown and developed through her work with Judgment Day and whether she stays with that faction or kind of breaks off and becomes the solo act. I, I think that she can certainly still be a part of uh, Judgment Day and go on to become the women's champion for either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, you know, if, if they're going to keep her with Judgment Day, then obviously I would assume she'll challenge Bianca Belair. Uh, and because we had a Charlotte Flair, uh, Rhea Ripley match a few years ago, but that was for the NXT title. And again, I think these women were in different places, uh, in their careers at that point. So a, a rematch would not be out of the question. Although I think that Charlotte is better as a heel. I'd rather see her defending, uh, a, against, a, a, f- a face competitor, um, but who who that is, I, I don't know at this point. It'll be interesting to see who Rhea, Rhea I don't know why I keep saying Rhea, who Rhea decides to uh, take her championship opportunity against. I do think um, she wins the belt, though, this time around and, and has a, a nice run as, as the women's champion, as I think she has certainly uh, deservedly made it to that point. So uh, I'm excited to see what is next for her as well. Talked about the the bloodline and the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. Uh, no surprise there with with Reigns defending or, and retaining. But um, again, great storytelling and, and looking forward to to what's next with that. Uh, the women's match, uh, the championship match with uh, Alexa Bliss and um, Bianca Belair. I love Bianca Belair. She's one of my favorites. Uh, I'll be curious to see though what is coming of Alexa Bliss because I feel like almost the story was more about her and what is next for her. Uh, the teases with the flashback with Bray Wyatt, you know, is she going to go back and, and do more with Lily and, and all of, all of that? Uh, you know, but speaking of Bray Wyatt, he of course had the Mountain Dew, uh, pitch black match. And I, I know there was some criticism of that and, you know, I thought I thought it was going to be like the mimosa match on AEW and someone was going to get knocked into a, a vat of Mountain Dew. I really liked the look, the aesthetic. I don't know how it looked in the arena. And I know that some folks that uh, I know were, some people that I know were there at the, at the Royal Rumble this year. So I'd be curious to know what it looked like in the arena. But I thought the aesthetics and the lighting and the, the neon, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it was a good look. Um... Although I do feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I feel like L.A. Knight with the commentary team and everything, I, I felt like he was kind of getting a little buried. Um, and I'm curious if if he's not going to be around much longer or if he's got something else cooking. Um, I know there was some criticism over the, the jump by Uncle Howdy uh, and exactly how that was supposed to look and how it did look. You know, I say this, you know, both companies, every company uh, from the dawn of man uh, have had uh, things that have happened that maybe weren't part of 
the original plan or didn't look as spectacular as maybe us fans thought. But friends, this is this is live and it's dark and we're wearing uh, materials, masks, whatever it is that's obstructing views, maybe limiting range of motion with the costuming. And I, and I get all that. Um, so I, I think that people get way too critical on both companies, not just WWE. Uh, you know, I, and I, I tease Chad, we go back and forth on, on Snapchat about some of these things, but you know, let's give them all a break. They're in there putting their lives on the line, literally in some cases, uh, you know, these are dangerous spots. And, and again, they don't have to always be doing, uh, these dangerous moves. I was a little nervous when I saw, uh, uncle howdy up there on, uh, on the high platform and, and coming down. So, but I'm not going to be overly critical of any of that. Uh, I know that there is obviously always going to be that, that error of margin, margin of error, pardon me. Um, so give them a break and, and let's enjoy the product. And really that's kind of my rumble ramblings for this week, but I am curious what you thought of the show. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Um, you know, again, the Royal Rumble is probably, you know, the, the, the pageantry of WrestleMania has always been intriguing to me, but for me, really there's one show that I want to always watch live and that is the Royal Rumble. And so I, I guess it's probably really my favorite, uh, even though I, I do have a sentimental favorite for WrestleMania as well. But uh, I, I'm curious what you thought of this year's Royal Rumble. Were you impressed with it? And uh, what is going to happen next? And that's the fun. You know, let's not get all bent out of shape with speculation and let's just sit back and enjoy the ride. And, and you know, if things don't go the way we have them booked in our head or the way the Internet books them. Uh, let's try to, to look at the positive side of that too. Again, friends, I remind you stride pro wrestling coming up this weekend, check out social media for all of those details. And thank you for the support of the, my one, two, three cents podcast and brand. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network for more jittery shenanigans. Go to jitterymonkey.com. Monkey.com.